want to invite your attention to the word of God as is recorded in the book of St. Matthews, chapter 28, verses 1 through and include, including 7. Uh, it's not no surprise today that we would be speaking on the resurrection. Amen. It's uh, Resurrection Sunday. Amen. So we want to speak on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When you have the scripture, will you just let me know by saying we found the word. Amen. Amen. I'm reading from the King James text. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keeper did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not, fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you in Galilee. There shall ye see him, lo, I have told you. I want to address you from a subject today. Come out of the tomb and rise. Come out of the tomb and rise. Today we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is one of the greatest events in the world of Christendom. This event have been talked about for 4,000 4, years before it actually came into existence. And therefore, it is that's th that day that we highlight on this day. This resurrection is vital to the Christian faith. Everything was riding on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The heavens were disturbed at the death of Jesus and it displayed it. And we know from scripture how that the, the earth began to quake and became disturbed. The sun refused to give its light and the veil in the temple 
was rent. Let me look at, I'm going to read a scripture here from the 52nd chapter of the book of Isaiah, uh, the 14th verse. I want to read this from God's word translation. Many will be shocked by him. His appearance will be so disfigured that he won't look like any other man. His looks will be so disfigured that he will hardly look like a human. The message translation says, but he didn't begin this way. At first, everyone, uh, Paul, he didn't even look human. A ruined face distinguished past recognition. Dyke's study Bible says, in his suffering, the Messiah was so bruised, beaten, and mutilated that his outward appearance was horrific. He suffered so much that even wicked, hard-hearted men were shocked at his treatment. He became so disfigured that men were disgusted at what they saw. He was perfect in his body, and because of his perfection, the suffer, suffering appeared to be even greater. When we see the outward suffering of Jesus, that's horrendous. But it didn't stop with the outward suffering of Jesus. With him being on the cross at a higher elevation, that cross that I believe that Brother Thorne says weighed 300 pounds. With him hanging on that cross from the ground, they stuck a spear into his side, going through all of the vital organs that was in his body, coming from here on up through I don't know what all down there, the spleen, and the bladder, the liver, and finally ending in the heart. So those, those vital organs on the inside of him is now corrupted by a spear, and out of his side comes blood and water. But everything is dependent upon his resurrection. Now, every, the, the very fact that the blood came out, the reason why they didn't break his legs, because the blood and the water out of the side says he's dead. He's dead. And somebody, I think it was uh, one of the ministers, brought out that nobody was able to take his life, even with the spears and everything. He laid his life down laid it down. I believe that was Brother Delmar, if I'm not mistaken, talking about he laid his life down for you and for me. Now they took your Lord and my Lord and they placed him in a sepulcher or a tomb 
And after being in this tomb three days and three nights, it was significant that it was only three days and three nights because you got to remember, on the fourth day, he stinks. And the Bible has said that he will not suffer me to see corruption. The corruption then become the body being becoming rotten and smelly. So it had to end at three days. Everything in scripture had to be fulfilled. But let me say this. This is not the only occasion that a stone is rolled away. You remember the story of Lazarus that was in the grave. He had been in the grave four days. He was stinking. Testified by his sister, he, she said, by this time he stinketh. But Jesus walked to the tomb, and before he gets there, he said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus said, no, I tell you what, uh, let's go on down to the tomb. And she said, well, no need going in there now, but by this time, he stinketh. Jesus said, do you believe that I am the resurrection and I am the light? And they went down and Jesus said to those on the exterior, roll away the stone. And they roll away the stone. Now, this is where my text is coming from, I mean, my subject is coming from. Come out of the tomb and rise. If you notice on the case of Jesus, the angels only roll away the stone. Not one of them went in the tomb to get him out. In the case of Lazarus, they rolled away the stone, but nobody ever went in the tomb to bring him out. And Lazarus was in the tomb, and being in the tomb, he was bound hand and foot, feet, brother, with a napkin about his face, and Jesus gives a command to a man that is bound. I'm not coming in to get you. Ain't nobody coming in to get you. Lazarus, come forth. You, you would have thought that he would have said, a couple of y'all go in there and get him and, and, and kind of bring him out here. But he tells him while his hand and his feet is bound, Lazarus, come forth. And so Lazarus, Comes out. I don't know how he came out. He could not have been walking. He must was hopping. But he came out of the tomb. And, and the thing was, uh, Jesus didn't tell them to set him free until after he had come out of the tomb. Why not did Jesus not send him into the tomb and said, set him free so he can walk out? Now he didn't do that. He told Lazarus, you got to come out the tomb. And, and I want to say it to the church today, you got to come out the tomb and arise. Come out of the tomb. And nobody is going to go in there to bring you out. 
the matter of fact is life begins in the tomb. Doesn't begin when you get on the outside. Life begins in the tomb. And let me kind of back that up a little bit. In the book of Romans chapter number 6, he said, Know ye not that so many of us that have been baptized unto Jesus Christ have been baptized unto his death. That like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. What you're talking about? Life started me when I go down in the liquid pool. When I come back up, life has already begun on the inside of me. And I want to say it to us, many of us are still wandering around in the tomb with knots on our heads because we are trying to rise inside the tomb. You can't rise in the tomb. You got to come out the tomb. You got to come out the tomb so that you can be set free. Let me tell you, there's a brighter day on the outside of the tomb. Jesus, amen, uh, got up, amen, took the napkin and folded and put it in place. And I don't know what he did with those things that was around him. You got to understand the stuff they put around you is to make you look good while you're dead. But what good do it do to look good while you're dead I want to come up out of this stuff so I can take action I can't take action inside a man of the tomb and I want to say to you that Jesus Christ have made it possible you see some of us are waiting around and we're trying to think somebody gonna come in and get you out but let me tell you it's a choice as to whether or not you come out or not the stone have been rolled away tell your neighbor the stone have been rolled away tell them uh, they don't know it they don't know it they think that some other miracle gonna take place but your miracle is the fact that the stone was rolled away and once the stone have been rolled away now you have the right to come outside of the tomb and you're not going to rise in the tomb you can struggle all you want to struggle but you're not going to get the victory inside the tomb you got to come outside of the tomb once you get outside the tomb there is no limitation on how high you can go you can go up 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 but you got to come out of the tomb hallelujah you got to stop being comfortable inside the tomb God has made it possible that we can have life and have it more abundantly because you let me tell you all the good works that Jesus had done the miracles turning water into wine amen healing and bringing people from the dead had he not come out of the tomb then our faith would have been in vain the apostle Paul said we among all people would have been most miserable but is there somebody in this thank God he came out of the tomb and just let me know also I don't care how bad it seemed in your life and who done done what to who y'all don't understand I don't care who's trying to tie you up and keep you bound and keep you down honey if you can get out of the tomb God will bless you if you got the heart to get out of it come out of the tomb I don't know what you got to do to come out of the tomb but whatever you need to do do it but come out of the tomb don't wait until everything get perfect you see some of us are trying to get perfect before we come out 
But you got to come out that messed up. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? The devil's job is to get you to the place that, well, as soon as I get it together, I'm going to come out the tomb. But you got to come out of the tomb while you're messed up, while you're tied up, while you're bound. You still got to come out of the tomb. The miracle is going to take place once in faith you trust God and come out of the tomb. Then the miracle is going to take place. We have today a whole generation of tomb dwellers. Tomb dwellers can't get it right. Almost holy, but can't quite make it. Almost overcome, but can't, can't quite make it. Because you're still in the tomb. And you can always tell when a person is still in the tomb, some of them in the dead. And you know how you know the dead? They can't respond to God's word. What do you mean respond to the word? I'm not telling, telling y'all to say amen and all this stuff to me. That's not what I'm talking about. Anything God tell them to do, they can never do it. Tell somebody say that. That means you're dead. Because he, you can take a dead man and stick a pen in him. He can't respond. You can hang him, he still can't respond. You can cuss him out, and he still won't respond. You understand what I'm saying? So when you are dead, you can't respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. You go so far, but you can't go no further. But when you are alive, when the word of God comes, the Bible said it's quick and powerful, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It does something on the inside of you. When you are born again, the word of God has an impact in your life. Because now, you're no longer in the tomb. You've come out of the tomb. Let us stop butting our heads against the top of the tomb. Let's come out. Let's come out of the tomb. Let's come out of the tomb. It is a decision that only you can make. It's not enough to be awakened in the tomb. You got to come out of the tomb. You got to make up in your mind. I can't live here any longer. God has done for you what he's going to do. He has rolled the stone away. Will you do me a favor? Touch your neighbor and say, the stone is rolled away. Once you realize that the stone is rolled away, now Jesus did not say all power was given unto him in the tomb. It wasn't until he came out of the tomb that he said all power is given unto me. See, when you're in the tomb, the only power you got is to get out of the tomb. But then once you get outside the tomb, listen to what Jesus said about Lazarus. He said, lose him. And let him go. 
But it wasn't until Lazarus struggled to get out the tomb. How many of y'all want to get out of the tomb? I mean, everybody ain't in the tomb, but uh, some of y'all got knots on your head. I know you're still struggling around in the tomb. You got knots on your head. You've been trying to rise in the tomb. That's the reason why you can do it for six months and then you're back where you used to be. That's why you can live holy for three months and then the whole stuff catch up with you. You're still in the tomb. But you got to come out the tomb. So once you're on the outside, you can go higher and higher in Christ Jesus. The tomb life is not a good life to live. But if you can right now, regardless to what you're going through, if you can come out of the tomb, God is able to do something for your life. The miracle is in being able to come out of that tomb because Christ has made it possible for me to come out. Can't no grave hold my body down. Amen. Jesus himself, when he came out of the grave, he had spoiled principalities and power. He said to death, oh death, where is is your sting. Look at the grave and said, oh grave, where is your victory? Amen. Why? Because he was a Lord from glory. He had conquered the grave. And you can't move on with life until you conquer your grave. Those things that will hold you down and hold your prayer. Jesus has sent the power of the Holy Ghost to set you free. It's time now for the saints of God to stop apologizing for the power God has given you and rise from where you are and let the power of the Holy Ghost start working in your life. Let the power of God reside with on the inside of you. You can do all things through Christ that strengthen you. You got to stop letting the small stuff stop you. Those small things are only a test. Amen. When you come out the tomb, no doors can stop you. Because Jesus, when he came out the tomb, walked through the door. Hallelujah. When trouble comes, you can walk through trouble. But you got to get out of the tomb. Once you go on the outside, everything will start turning around for you. I want to see some people on the outside. God paid a price for you to be able to come out the tomb and be free to come out the tomb and be regenerated. Jesus said, if eyes overcome, then you also shall overcome. So when you come out of the tomb, amen, you're going to pass through walls and nothing will be able to stop you. When you come out of the tomb, the things that come against you become a stepping stone for you to be able to stand on because I'm no longer in the tomb. I'm now walking in the power of the Holy Ghost. But you got to come out of the tomb and rise to another level. Are you ready to rise to another level? Are you going to still keep your grave clothes on? Put a napkin about your face. No, I want to see clearly because the napkin has got to go. I want to see what God is able to do. Some of you have wondered, why, why is it? I confess Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. But I'm still doing the same thing I've always done. The reason why that is, you have not yet come out of that place of confinement. 
You got to believe God by faith and come all the way out. It's going to take faith in God to come from the inside and come out and walk in the power. Now, let me, let, let me I'll demonstrate that to you again. The Bible says when we go down in water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, he said we rise doing what? Uh, any of y'all remember your walk changed when you came up out of the water? Or did you go down dry and come up wet. Uh, is there anybody here that can remember the hope that Satan had on you before you came up out of the tomb? Any, anybody? Anybody? Uh, can you go back and remember the hope that sin had on you while you was in the tomb? Yeah. Anybody remember that? You, you know how you, 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 you made up in your mind, I ain't going to do this no more. I'm just not going to do this no more. But until you went down and, and separated yourself from sin, amen, you said Monday, uh, I ain't going to do it. Now, you, know, you know, Monday, when you woke up uh, from spending all your money, you said, I ain't going to do that no more. By Wednesday, you're thinking about it, and by Friday, you're doing it all over again. Uh, but anybody remember what happened to you when the change broke away from your life? Can, can y'all, you, you know, y'all, maybe y'all done been so saved so long until you forgot what it was to be bound in sin. Any, anybody know what? I mean, I couldn't go home with my paycheck. I, I started off that morning telling my wife, I'm gonna bring the money home, honey. But before you got home, the money was gone. Anybody remember any of that? I know it was wrong. I know I didn't want to rob my family, but I couldn't do nothing about it. I was hopeless and helpless. But the Bible says this, when we come up out of the tomb, come up from baptism, we rise without being taught. Without being prodded, we rise walking. Girl, you know what I'm talking about? Hmm. How many of y'all did some unscrupulous stuff? It was unscrupulous. You were shamed of yourself. Didn't nobody have to tell you shame on you. You were shamed of yourself. But oh my God, my God. I didn't have money for the program. Because I done been in the step program. Ten step up. Twelve step back. Y'all understand what I'm saying? But then one day I took one step. I stepped in the water. The water was cold. It chilled my body but not my soul. And then I went down in the water. And all the preacher did was call a name over me when I was in the water. Anybody know where? It, it on Buddha. Buddha. Thank you, Devil. You can say you ain't gonna mess with me today. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. That's what it was. It, it, it won't that. Uh, it won't no fancy name that they call him. But it was just a simple name. It was only five letters in that name. It was a name that even a baby could pronounce. Because a baby can say that name before they can say their name. That one name was called. Anybody remember? They just called that name over you 
in the water. And all of a sudden, all of the family tradition broke. Oh, God. Hallelujah. They call that name, and all of a sudden, all of the power of the crack broke. Mm, mm, mm. They call that name over me. All of a sudden, my crazy mind straightened up. This, it is called that name over water. How in the name of God can calling the name over water make that change in your life? I don't understand it. Like, I don't understand the resurrection, but it happened. And I don't care how dead you are. I don't care what the devil have done to you. I don't care how long he had done it, how severe it was. Like Christ was raised from the dead, you can get up. I wish I had a witness in this house could jump to your feet and say, you can get up. All right, y'all can sit back down. Hallelujah. Oh, you don't believe that, do you, brother? Do you believe it? How about you, brother? Can you get up? Can you get up? Jump to your feet and say you can get up. You see somebody in here think, amen, just like with Jesus. And because the punishment was so horrific, they wanted to make sure he couldn't get up. That's why they beat him so bad. That's why they beat him until you couldn't recognize him as a man. That's why they pierced him in his side. So if he get up from the beating, he can't get up from the piercing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to make sure Jesus don't get up. And some of you in this building right now, the devil said you don't have so much stuff that has happened in your life. It ain't no way in the world you're going to ever be nothing. You're going to always be no Nobody and nothing, but you can get up. But you could got to come out of the tomb. You can get up. Can I get a witness that say you can get up? Not only did he get up, I got up. I got up. Anybody, anybody in here got up? Anybody in here that had given up on yourself? I ain't talking about people giving up on you. I mean, you gave up on yourself. Ah, but you got up, didn't you? Oh, my God. And you can get up. You can, you can even now, you can get up. I don't care how long you've been in church. I don't care if you can't look like you can't get it straight. You can still get up. You can still get up. You don't have to butt your head against the ceiling. You can get up and fly. You can get up and go to the next level. You can get up and go to Jerusalem. What do you mean go to Jerusalem? Get up and go to church. Because after, after the resurrection, there's a Pentecost. He said, wait till you get the power. Get up and get power. Don't get up and fly without the power. But when you are, go down in his name, the name is called over you and you get up out of the ground. Oh, my sins have been washed away. Now here come the seal called the Holy Ghost. And then the Holy Ghost go along and snap you. And then you become a 
for the devil. But anything that come against you, this is what he said, no weapon formed against you shall. Because I'm sealed with the Holy Ghost. I have gotten up from the grave. And now I'm ready to go forth in Jesus' name. Holler again, I can get up, I can get up. If you've gotten up, call and say, I got up. God bless you. God bless you.